What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode. In this one, we're talking about a specific collection that I really, really like that has a lot of historic significance. I've mentioned it a few times, but I haven't really recorded a, an episode about this collection. I've just made a few, a few uh, posts on Twitter and um, this is a collection that I really, really like. And uh, it's that type of collection that I feel very confident about the long term and for the record I own uh, quite a few of, of this um, so yeah I'm kind of biased because I own it but uh, I'll tell you why I decided to get into this project and I've been looking at it for quite a while for um, I don't know maybe eight months already and I have continuously bought more and more over time when I see good prices so before we get started, if you find this helpful, head over to CryptoLaunch.com and check out our networking groups. And if you find this helpful, also share it with a friend. So, guys, the collection I'm talking about is called My Curio Cards. And it's the first art NFT project on Ethereum. And, and before I get people saying, oh, yeah, you're just shilling this project. Look, I could talk shit about this project all day long for the next three years. I still believe it's going to do great. Um, I believe it's going to do great regardless if I talk about it or not. I believe I don't have an audience that's big enough to even dent the, the price of this collection. So I couldn't care less about that. Just, just for the record, uh, literally, for me, it doesn't matter. I believe this is going to do well regardless if I talk about it or not. This, and this is also to show you the kind of things in general uh, that I consider when, when looking at NFT collections, all right? So my Curio Cards is an online art show and the first art NFT project on Ethereum. It was launched May 9th of 2017. So it was actually launched before uh, the CryptoPunks and uh, it is referenced in the original ERC721 token standard, which is uh, the standard that most NFTs are using right now. Yeah, the majority of them, modern ones are using ERC721 and they predate the CryptoPunks. It's pretty huge because the CryptoPunks are seen as one of the collections that started the whole like crypto art movement. And the fact that my Curio cards are, are older than uh, CryptoPunks is a pretty big deal. And not only are they older, they are the first art NFT. And when I'm looking at historical NFTs, I am looking at projects that I can say it's the first of its kind. Like I'm looking for projects that I can say it's the first art NFT project on Ethereum. It's the first rock, digital rock on the blockchain. It is the first Mona Lisa in the blockchain. It is the first profile picture NFT on the blockchain, on Ethereum. Um, so I am looking for those that are like one of its kind because I believe that they are gonna be remembered for a really long time, like the first one. The second one, it's not so powerful, honestly. The first one is kind of like what I'm looking for because it's the storytelling behind the NFT that I believe will make it very valuable and desirable in the future. People love to say they have the first of something, like, oh man, this is the first uh, asteroid that hit her, like, I don't know, I'm just making things up. This is the first bone of this. This is the first painting of this artist. Like people like the first uh, because they, it makes them feel important, right? It makes their social value go up. 
in the end of the day, that's what humans are looking for. They're trying to increase their social value and to get validation. And many times having the first of its kind, it increases your social value because of the story that you can tell your friends or your family members, or, you know, it's just a storytelling is, is everything, right? Because that's how humans have evolved over time by, by storytelling and by communication. So my Curio Cards is the first art NFT project on Ethereum. A bunch of artists came together, seven artists came together and put this collection together. Some of them created um, some of the cards and some others created some others. Um, and just to give some context, the, my Curio Cards is a series of cards. It's 30 cards in total. Each card has a different design, right? And some of these cards are more scarce than the others, right? In, in, in fact, to tell you the, the, exact same, uh, the exact numbers, it says each numbered series has a unique artwork and a fixed supply of digital prints, ranging in supply from 111 to 2,000 cards. There are a total of 29,700 cards, but there are estimated that 4,000 are lost or destroyed. This means that we have 30 cards, 30 different designs, but each design has a different supply. So the more scarce ones are like 100, 110, around that range. And then the least scarce ones are like 2000, right? So obviously the more scarce ones that have a lower supply, they're more expensive. I'm taking a look at floor prices right now. The most expensive one is going for uh 70 140 ETH I believe I mean it's like 70 ETH mainly this is the 140 ETH that I'm seeing is because they're um well let's just let's just say that it's 140 ETH that's the that's the most expensive one that I'm seeing right now um and the cheapest one is 1.3 ETH so you can see the difference from the cheapest one which is at this point of recording uh this episode this card 13 it's 0.3 ETH and it has a supply of 1,500 total, right? And that's why it's cheaper. It has a, a bigger supply. It's not as desirable as the one that is very scarce that has, um, you know, 24 owners at the moment, right? You can see these cards on OpenSea. You just go to OpenSea, go to the search bar and type my curio cards and you will see the whole collection of the 30 cards and you can go one by one and check them out. And uh, I believe that, um, you know, this collection will do very well over time because people always like to go back in time and take a look at history, right? That's kind of like human behavior by this point. Like we have seen this, you know, like in dinosaurs, in fossils, in Egyptian artifacts, in paintings, in asteroids. We, we like to go back in time and figure out and understand our past. That is human behavior. And those items, physical artifacts from the past are worth a lot because there is a fixed supply. You cannot go back in time and create more. In fact, there is a, a rock. There was a, an asteroid, I believe, a piece of like a, a rock, a black diamond or something like that, um, that it was sold recently for like three million dollars something like that or, or more it was a bunch of money um but it's because it was like two billion years old something it was a freaking rock right and uh, these things 
have value, right? It's the, the what is the value of these things? Well, is is the story, is the history. So it's human behavior to like to collect old things, and that's why we go to high school, and that's why we go to history, and we get an exam, and we need to pass the exam, and we need to get a minimum grade in history, and we see history in every single grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Like we see history uh, in every single year since we're very little, and we have to actually like know our shit to be able to pass the class so it's important for humans and there is history being built in the digital world in the blockchain uh, there is history in the physical world right like uh, cavemen or dinosaurs and all those things uh, but there's also history being built on the on the digital world and uh, um, but the thing is before you could not see it publicly like in a timeline there was public and that it couldn't be changed like before it was just like the history was just all over the place right that you could see history in wikipedia from the life of michael jackson or a president or something but now with the blockchain you can see exactly the date the minute the second something was created um and you can see the different transactions that it was made from one person to the other and now you, we can document that history in a way more in a way more um, efficient and legit way, right? And now that we have the blockchain, history is being made in an incorruptible, um, you know, like ledger. And the fact that this is being created is just gonna allow regular human behavior that has already existed for centuries to be translated into the digital world. So we're not really creating anything new here. We're just taking existing human behavior that we have seen with dinosaur bones, with rocks, with fossils, with pyramids, and taking it and putting it in the digital world by leveraging the blockchain. And in this blockchain, as history is being created, there are assets that you know were the first of their kind, like my curio cards or uh, CryptoPunks. They were the first profile picture NFT in Ethereum, and they, you know, inspired all the freaking collections that are coming out with their different traits and hoodies and the alien and the, and the ape and the, and the, and the cap and the, like all of these traits attributes, it was inspired by CryptoPunks. So that's why they're worth a lot. So I believe that regardless of the floor price right now, regardless of the attention they're getting right now, I believe that these historical NFTs will be worth a lot of money because this is something very new and it's slowly getting traction and i have seen this in the owner distribution what does that mean it means that initially uh when my curio cards came out and were and you were you were able to buy them on you know that was 2021 you like many people got a bunch of cards like the supply was um minted by a lot of freaking people like a lot of people owned a lot of different cards so it was not well distributed among among many different uh, owners and holders which means that you know if those owners decide to sell many of their cards and nfts then the price of the collection would drop substantially because uh, significantly because you know they are now dumping their nfts and the same happens with cryptopunks Tons of people, not not tons of people, I mean, a handful of people, sorry, minted a lot of the CryptoPunks. 
so that owner distribution was horrible in the beginning, which is normal when NFTs are not a thing in the world. No one is paying attention to them. And then just a handful of freaking digents are getting all the NFTs to themselves. But over time, what happens? The owner distribution starts getting better and better and more people buy them and more people buy them. The owner distribution for my career cards has been improving a lot. The owner distribution for CryptoPunks improving a lot. Uh, the owner distribution for rare Pepes improving a lot. The owner distribution for all these historical NFTs is improving a lot. And some people go and compare something like Board Ape Yacht Club with CryptoPunks and the owner distribution. They're like, Boner, um, <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club has a better distribution than CryptoPunks. Of course, it has a better distribution because it's a newer project. It was launched in 2021 when there were more people willing to mint this project. And the CryptoPunks were launched in a, in a time where no one was willing to mint these projects, right? That's why the owner distribution is different. And some people have freaking 50 punks and they're not willing to sell anything. And they got them back in 2017. So a metric that I see coming back to my curio cards of how a project is doing overtime is a historical project is the owner distribution. It allows me to see that more people are getting more different, like different people are getting their hands on this NFT. And while the, the floor price stays the same, it means we have the cards distributed amongst more people, which is eventually going to rise the value of the cards because it means that there is no like one single person that owns all the supply and that can just dump everything on the market. So um, that's something that is improving for sure. Uh, some more information about um, my curio cards. So I said 30 cards, seven different artists. Um, each card has a fixed supply ranging from 111 to 2000 cards. There are 29,700 cards, 4,000 lost or destroyed. So around the total supply is more like 25,000. And all cards were created in 2017. You cannot create more cards. And uh, purchasing the initial artwork was directly from the smart contract, uh, which is pretty cool. And this, is, this has something, uh, this, the, my Curio cards has, has something pretty cool, which is that the artworks IPFS hash, right? So the, the image, a unique fingerprint used for decentralized storage, right? That's, that's what it means. IPFS is a way to store uh, data in a decentralized way. It was embedded into the smart contract. So what happens with many NFTs is that, okay, you buy the NFT, you get the token, you have it in your wallet, but the image attached to that NFT is on a centralized server, on a company server. So if their server goes down, you still have the token in your wallet, but the image won't show up. So they were one of the first collections that actually implementing uh, implemented embedding the IPFS hash, which is uh, how the image is stored into the smart contract. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much kind of like the, the story, a uh, different uh, different group of artists coming together and displaying their art. Now, another thing, like, why is this so significant? Like, why is this actually very powerful? The fact that it's the first art NFT project on Ethereum is because this was the first project where artists that were not getting paid anything for their art or very little for their physical art said, why don't we sell our stuff in the Internet? Like in a way that it cannot like 
people can have real ownership of the art but in a digital way and they couldn't do it before because before like you could right click save the image and save it on your computer and everyone had the same image right and you could not go and say oh i have the original one no everyone had the copy so they said why don't we sell our art in the internet with the blockchain and that inspired the whole movement of artists selling art in the blockchain with nfts and that is a that is literally what started everything right you think about it when people say nft think about nfts oh art art artists making money selling their art oh pixelated art oh 3d art oh gifs videos like all of this is art people art people think about nfts as art when in fact art is just the tip of the iceberg one of the mo smallest smallest use cases of nfts in the future that's going to be it's going to be one of the smallest use cases but it was all started because of my curio cards it was the first collection that started that of a group of artists that said screw it let's sell all art in a digital way using the blockchain and I believe that not only is it the first of its kind, it's the first of its kind that started a whole movement that is now worth a lot of like billions of dollars and it's just growing and growing and growing. And it started a whole movement, which then is becoming into a different thing because it, they inspired this movement of artists selling their art online and getting paid a lot more than in, re, uh, in, real, in the real world. But then that is being converted into ticketing, into music, into utility, um, like all kinds of use cases for NFTs. So I believe that in 30 years, people will look back in time and be like, which were the first collections? And not even 30 years, honestly, like five, 10 years, people will look back into the first collections and they will want that because many of these people with big pockets, they have a collector's mindset, a collector's mentality. So that's why I like to collect historical NFTs, the first of their kind. Um, my curio cards are the first of their kind, there is nothing like my curio cards, nothing that started the movement. And, and honestly, it's one of the few NFTs that have this much significance that are still at a low price. I believe that um, the price is low because there are 25,000 cards and because everyone's chasing the shiny object of the newest NFT to get rich quick. And few people are actually taking a look at these historical collections, which will just gradually continue gaining value over time because of what I said of um, the um, historical significance. And you can get a Curio for 0.3 ETH right now, which is like $1,000, dollars no, $1,100 or so. And then it, it goes from there, different cards. Uh, the other ones are 0 0.4, 0 0.5, 0 0.7, 1 ETH, 1.5, 2 ETH. I mean, you have literally cards for every single budget. Um, the most significant, like, like in my opinion, that the most significant card, like one, one of the ones that people like the most is Apple's, which is card number one, because it's the first of the first It's the first card of the first art NFT project in Ethereum. Right. And that's why the price is 3.5 ETH. There are some other cards that are more expensive than Apple's, even if Apple's was the first one. And the reason is because their supply is way lower. Right. So even if they are not as significant, um, they have a higher floor. They're, they're more expensive because they have a lower supply. But Apple's is the first card. I think it is a, an absolute grail. And um, and I believe that. I believe that 
as people start to realize that, I mean, right now making money in NFTs is like, and especially last year, it's like easy. Technically, like it's fairly easy if you get into a mint and the floor goes up and you make money, okay? But it, there's gonna be a point like in every industry where it doesn't get that easy. Like I was in, in e-commerce dropshipping, it was so easy to make money, then it became harder. In affiliate marketing, easy, then became harder. Consulting, easy, then then harder. Like it, it always, it's always the same. Um, and you, you will always be able to make money in the industries, but it gets harder. I believe that as it gets hard to make money with uh, shiny objects and in new NFTs, people will look back into history, right? Into the handful of super valuable historical NFTs. And we've already seen prices on my curio cards literally reach insane prices, right? Insane prices. Right now, as I am seeing the activity, it's very, very low compared to the all-time highs. It's ridiculously low compared to the all-time highs. In fact, the Apple's uh, that card was going for 20 ETH, over 20 ETH, 22 ETH on August 2021. And right now it's 3.5. Some people, um, you know, are getting them for 2, 2.5. And uh, so getting apples at 2, all-time high was 20. You, you make the math right there. So I believe that um, these collections, once, once people pay attention, they're going to do well. Obviously not financial advice. I'm not even telling you to buy a card. I'm just talking about the collection because I like it. And I think the story behind it is something that we should model when it comes to our thought process of taking a look at collections. And by the way, within this collection, you have so many rabbit holes that you could study each individual card. Like Apple, Apple's is the first card of the collection. Um, and uh, But <laughs> there's 29 other cards that you can study and take a look at. Um, there's still cards coming in into OpenSea. Not every card is in OpenSea. When you see that a card is, is minted, it means that it's, uh, when you go to OpenSea and, it's, and you see that a card is minted, it's because it was recently wrapped, right? Um, to be able to be sold on OpenSea, which means that uh, it, it's so old, the NFT, that the, it needs to be wrapped so that it can actually be sold on OpenSea. So there are still some cards entering uh, OpenSea but um, but yeah, and there's other things. There's uh, the Curio DAO, and uh, the Curio DAO is a coordination tool run by the community artists and card holders. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's a nice collection. Take a look at it. It's the kind of collection that you know when I want when when a friend or a family member tells me, hey, I want to get into NFTs, and I'm like, okay, let's don't let's let's give them something that won't get them wrecked, right? And so they can start learning. Um, with fairly quote unquote fairly low risk everything is is kind of risky here um i tell them check out my career card study it i don't know if they're gonna go up and down i have no clue it, they might buy and immediately it goes down i don't know but it's one of those collections that i tell people to take a look at when they're starting here because i don't want them to go and spend a ton of money on something new um so career cards at a good price uh, with a historical significance it has, I believe is, is something to take a look at, but that's it. And also just to finalize, take a look at the holders of the NFTs, right? Like my Curio card some, has some of the biggest collectors, uh, people with millions of dollars in Curios. Gary V has, I believe millions of dollars in Curios and he's just one of the dozens of big collectors that are, you know, bullish about this collection because of the story, because of the historical significance and uh, yeah, guys, that's basically it. I hope you found this helpful, informative. As I said, 
I'm not telling you to go buy this. Maybe you're listening to this and the, everything is super pumped and you might lose all your money. So just uh, know that doesn't mean you should go ape right now. So hope you found this helpful. Go to CryptoLaunch.com if you want to learn more and hang out with people that are like-minded. We're talking about these collections. We've been talking about this collection for like seven months already. And, um, and yeah, guys, that's basically it. Talk soon. Pura vida.